0: Vintage Radio. Now present Poetry Roundup This is the first part of a programme That was originally broadcast on the 5th of July 2017 Today's guest poet is Penny Davis Hello, Penny.
1: Hi, thank you very much.
0: Right, we look forward to hearing some of your poems. We've got a really full show today with all manner of things going on. We might have, um, uh, we might even have a visitation
2: from your granddaughter. Yes, yeah, I've got my granddaughter in the studio today. She's just finished school at lunchtime. Son a break, lucky like girl, for eight weeks. Eight weeks. And yeah. she's sitting They're outside, um, doing as granddaughters do at that age, playing on the phone, you know. These are the
0: best breaks you can get before you retire. Is that so? <laughs> <said? Yeah. laughs> <laughs> Go back a bit now. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> hello, you have hello. a lot of breaks since you retired.
0: <laughs> <laughs> come in, come in and take a seat, take a seat. We also have with us you have to shout out because you're not near a microphone now. Tell us your names again. Uh,
4: Charlotte.
0: Sh- Charlotte and Becky. Becky. Charlotte and Becky, who, are, st- who are students from Willow Grammar School. Yeah. And here to... Um, see what happens. See what happens on a, on a community radio station. We've been trying to find that out for years. But uh, <laughs> we're going to start today's show with... Uh, a track from an album I bought, oh, I got for Christmas in about nineteen sixty-nine when I was about fourteen. It's got cobwebs on it. Uh, <laughs> no, I found it. I was walking through HMV because I've not had the vinyl for years and years, and I was walking through HMV and there it was. Oh, that's mine. It's mine. So, from the London cast of her, here is oh Aquarius.
1: <laughs> oh, great.
4: Thank <laughs> you.
0: That was the original London cast of her from 1968. I got the album when I was about 14. Yeah. And it was the um, Aquarius, obviously. And all manner of people are on there, including uh, on guitar, you've got Alex Harvey. Crazy Alex Harvey band. Yes. Yes. And there was um, all who else? Marsha Hunt. Marsha Hunt. Paul Nicholas. Grandma's Party Tonight. Yeah. Um, and, Penny, you were saying we are now in the Age
1: of Aquarius. Yeah, a- we, we are, um, because I, 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 astrology is one of my favourite pastimes, actually. I'm into all these New Age philosophies. And before we were in the Age of Pisces, which was... Um, w- we've come out of the Age of Pisces, which was really about... Um, well, it was, there was a feeling of martyrdom with the Age of Pisces, really. Okay. Um, but the age of Aquarius is about the collective and everyone pulling together and talking about their problems and solving them as a collective. It's a new right. age.
0: I don't When did this start? Because I'm not so sure it's, I know the,
1: it's the 21st century. But it, it's a, a kind of um, I think it, it's more of a gradual transition because the movements of the planets. I'm sure it's it's not it's not as catastrophic as people would. Right. You seem to believe, really.
0: So, according to the astrologers, things should get better then.
1: Things should get better, yes.
0: Things can only get better. We've There's heard that song, song before. For sure.
1: But did they? <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. Um, we're going to start with a poem from Linda.
3: Yeah. Uh, the The first poem I'm going to read today is uh, it's called Separate Lives. Today happens to be my 48th wedding anniversary. (laughs) Congrats! So this poem was written when we'd had a big bust up some time ago. It's called Separate Lives. Separate Lives, your words, not mine. No more walks in the country, long days out. Our problems are over holidays. After the summer, the year we had. No more conversations, commiserations, consideration. Separate lives. Your words, not mine. Works for some. Married but divided. Who could blame you when I snore all night? No more irritations, inspiration. Now, isolation. Separate lives. Your words, not mine. Rewards. You won't have to suffer my cough all day or go back to check if the iron's left on. No more embarrassment, endearments, encouragement. Separate lives. Your words, not mine. Still sharing a bed, don't touch, no connect. Invisible barrier between, stronger than steel. No more kisses, cuddles, comfort. Separate lives. Your words, not mine. No more what you fancy, what's for supper. When you have steak, I'll have fish. Won't need a table. Separate eaters eat on their knees, cold teas. Separate lives, your words, not mine. Must have advantages. Go to bed when you like. Accept invitations without consultation. No more laughing, lusting, loving. New lifestyle. Separate lives. Your It's not mine. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: it's a Phil Collins song as well, isn't it? Is it? Uh, it yeah. Separate yeah. lives. Yes. Well, there you
0: go. Yes, it was. Now I'm not sure which came first 'cause that's quite an old poem, isn't it? Oh
1: yeah. Been and was that about pits? It probably did, Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I
3: oh right, wow, okay. Mm. So you still yeah. going good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so not separately <laughs> Like right, like blip. Most people, mm. you know, we had a bit of a busic
0: yeah. Yes. Cool. It's it's not avoiding the hiccups, it's how you get through them that matters, yes. isn't it? Yeah.
2: Or if you get through mm. Oh, will stop while I'm winning. Um, <laughs> I'm
4: now.
2: Paul, Paul. Yeah, OK, uh, well, my granddaughter Amy is outside. As I said at the opening, she just broke up for the Summer Holes. When she was nine, she's now 12, I wrote this poem. Uh, she never heard it, so if she's listening outside, she's going to get a shock. <laughs> so uh, this one's called Amy. I introduce Amy, my nine-year-old granddaughter, believes in fairies, the balance of gymnasts and the love of cats. Bright as a button, but not buttoned up, an ethereal beauty masking a steely will. Has perception, knowing though unknowing the unspoken truths, a world full of imagery garnished with colorful distractions, dicing, dissecting, discerning, listening, sharp as a pin, and can draw blood to prove it. Will chase a paper bag in the wind, but loves the quiet dreams of leisure. Ah, just like that.
1: I like I the beauty, the smile. beauty and the, the much in the steely will. Yes. Yeah. Hope yes. so. Thank yeah. you. I still need <laughs> it in life.
2: Yeah. <laughs> you do need it in life. You're right, yeah, Penny. Yeah. It's, uh, it's something you can't uh, easily learn, but she's... Uh, yeah. Gosh, you
1: she's got got it, I haven't.
2: Yeah. Mm. Well, my opening poems, are an old one, I
0: wrote oh, when I was a residential worker. Right. And... Some time ago. Some time ago. One of the things that not many people know is that urine eventually f- forms a coating, like it, it solidifies, like mould. So, like not like mould, <laughs> no, like like rock. <laughs> oh. Like rock, mm-hmm. and you have to, you know, chip it away. Yeah. So if um, I mean generally, uh, you know, you you go to the toilet and you, you know you put bleach down there or whatever, <laughs> and it keeps it clean, but if you, you've got, have a learning disability and you insist on peeing in the sink. Every twelve months or so, you've got to take the the, the sink to pieces and chipper all these bits out because it gets. Um, oh my
3: goodness! Yes, I didn't uh, know that was part of your job.
0: Come on. Oh, you'll be amazed. You'll be amazed what residential workers do. And uh, right. in, in this, room, <laughs> uh, this, this is kind of. A, this is quite a sad poem, really, because uh, the guy who did this um, well he died um. and then afterwards about a year afterwards I still had to go and clean all the stuff oh. on his sink so this is called Fossil which oh, is where the title comes from Fossil I'm still finding your fossils your debris blocking the waste pipe of the sink the twisted spectacles I still straighten each morning but I am glad of the memory. I would not tarnish you with a sonnet, quain, tanker, or any other form, for your mind knew no forms save gratification and love. Long after the waste pipes and the spectacles are replaced, I will still find you on the bristly chin, in the armlock hug, or Watkar magazine. This poem took a long time to write, and I shall leave it rough and unshaven as you were.:
1: Have I heard that one before?: might, might have. have done. I think I, I remember it. About, yeah. It's
0: been about for a while, yes.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, I went to the end of the other month. And I kept saying I need you must get this Ringo album. I was gonna say
2: uh, "Ultra ultravox there for
0: No 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 <laughs> this is the Ringo song because I kept singing it but I mean you just got to haven't you? And it was a single many years ago and it was written by John Lennon for Ringo mm-hmm. for his album Goodnight Vienna. One and two and a one, two, three, four That was Ringo with "Goodnight Vienna." Uh huh. Yes, I love those albums. that he used to do with all sorts of people on them, loads of different people. Anyway, we've got some sad news today that I think most people know by now. That most of the poets certainly yes. out there do, yeah. Yes, we've we've lost one of our great and um, entertaining poets from the local region, Ralph Kelly,
2: the Penny
3: Lane poet. Penny Lane. That was yes. his handle,
2: mm. the Penny Lane, because yeah. right? he lived oh. there, but he was a, ra- a regular Radio Merseyside, and that's the, you know, the way people you know, called him. It the people yeah. oh,
1: I, I got ribbed at school, <laughs> Penny Lane,
0: yeah. <laughs> I imagine you oh, were. Oh, yeah. 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 But um, he was our guest three, three times. Three times. We've got some recordings of him
2: from 2014, and... Uh, he was a regular at the River Poets. Well, I first met him at Liver Bars as Steve R- Regan when he was running it, and then uh, I set up um, the uh, River Poets with John Howe, and he, he came along gracefully as our guest. And he also was a regular at uh, the Everyman Theatre yeah. uh, at uh, um, A Lovely Word, run by Paddy Hughes, and uh, a number of other poetry venues, Liver Bars, uh, Ali Harwood's um, sessions down in Liverpool, in fact, Ralph got around a lot when it comes to poetry. And the great thing about him, even though he, um, you know, was uh, finding life difficult in the last year or so, he was always there for people to talk poetry. Um, he even mentored a couple of young poets, particularly mm. young ladies who were a bit, uh, kind you know, nervous about getting up and performing uh, their poetry. And the other talent he had, well, he had many, but the other talent uh, that was on public display was that he was um, a musician. And uh, he actually um, helped a number of local musicians uh, uh, you know, ply their trade, basically, around Merseyside. So uh, oh, yeah. Ralph, I think, played the mouth organ and the guitar, and he did a session with us here, didn't he? So he will really be a big hole in the whole yes. poetry scene that will miss him greatly.
0: Here he is now, recorded from 2014 when he was our guest and a poem, oh, let him introduce it. It's
5: called Love Life. I'll never win the lottery because I don't buy a ticket and I'll never win a test match because I'm no good at cricket and I'll never clown Mount Everest because I'm afraid of heights and I'll never be a boxer because I keep away from fights but I can write and tell you how wonderful is life the sunlight in the morning gleams on that butter knife the toast pops in the toaster and the cornflakes come to life then hear those sound of letters falling softly in the hall and the pattering of raindrops playing music on a wall your kids reciting nursery rhymes you hear them from your bed and the mewing of the kitten when he's asking to be fed, your life is full of wonderment. Please don't let it pass. In the park, a cup of tea, Sit, sitting on the grass. And rejoice with me that a roadside tree is simply there at all. And feel the warmth of the sunlight when you touch that garden wall. You need not be in Belle Capre or roaming round in Rome. Open your eyes and you'll be surprised at the simple magic you call home.
0: Yes, Ralph Kelly,
5: fantastic.
0: Ralph poem,
4: yes, yeah, lovely. Yeah.
0: Great stuff. Well, our guest poet today is Penny Davis, who has come hot foot all the way from Tarporley. which is no mean feat on uh, no, it's not on public transport. No. <laughs> but uh, glad to, glad you've made it. And thank you. You have a stack of poems there. Yes. So, what have you got for us?
1: So, my my first poem is beginning. So I've got... Do you want me to run through them all now? No, No. Yeah, yeah, my first poem is Beginning, which is appropriate. And I've chosen a a song from the David Bowie album to actually go with it because it is quite surreal and a lot of David Bowie stuff is quite surreal, isn't it? Yes. So, beginning. In the beginning, the alpha preceded the omega. In the beginning, all was light... The future looked rosy, the future looked bright. Then along came the alpha male, then came along the ABC. With the alphabet came words for sale, words to wound with, words to lie with, words to love with, and words to lie with whilst you love. In the beginning, the future looked bright. So I left for Japan with wordsmith Will, singing a song by Alpha Bill. Mm
0: David Bowie with Sound and Vision, and that was the first of your choices of music, Penny. And and
1: Indeed it was, yeah.
0: And we've got a fair old stack here to, to get through, so uh, we are looking forward to not only listening to your poetry, but listening to your music too. Thank
1: you very much. I, I am quite eclectic, I'll I'll admit to that, yeah.
0: It's a good thing to be. I think poets generally tend to be because you. Mm. It's one of the things that you do as a poet is you start looking at different things. And, yes, mm. you do,
1: and then there's the Shakespeare quote of "music be the food of love" and that the play on, and um, you know it. It's kind of interlinked. It, yes, they're, they're artistic phenomena yeah. aren't they? Music words. Yeah. Do, do
0: you play music while while you write, or?
1: Um, I've actually. Um, sort of by ear compose the ditty to my poem and i sing i like to sing folk
0: i see
1: i like to do a cappella.
0: so you you have music in your head
1: yeah in in my head rather than anything yeah and Uh, i yeah
0: quite a few people do that um i saw simon armitage a few years back, and he said he does does that does he i didn't know
6: that he actually
0: Mm. writes to various tunes, so he'll mm. have a tune in his head, not his own tune, but like a Bob Dylan song or something, and he'll write to fit that, and that's where yeah, he gets some of his rhythms from
1: yeah, the, you get the inspiration from yes. sort of listening to other rhythms and yeah. yeah and fitting it in with your thoughts, yeah, that's how i do well i I've only just started doing it, to be honest i've been doing poetry for a lot longer, but yeah since i've been doing a lot of open mics and and um performance poetry i've got more musical i i've been a an avid member of whole community choir yeah which i love and um that's brought my musical confidence out um i was in the choir for seven years as a child a church choir.
0: And do you find one thing feeds the other? As yes, you I in do. One area, it yeah, developing another. It
1: complements it. I don't know if that's the same with everyone, but it mm. works for me. That, yeah.
0: I think so. I think, yeah, mm. generally. Mm. I think when we did am we did a uh, Linda and I got involved with am <laughs> Oh great! And, uh, I think that improved the way we, we present things.
1: Yes, should
0: have heard us before, but. Um,
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and. Um,
1: very it's definitely. It's
0: experience. Yeah. Isn't it? yeah. Yeah. And that idea of just getting up on in front of an audience mm. and not being daunted by that. Yeah. And it's one thing standing up with your own words, but when you've got somebody else's words and it might you're be a, a, them. a local playwright who might actually be on the stage with you, so you know you've got to get it right, otherwise, yeah. <laughs> you're <be> in trouble. <laughs> yeah.
4: Everybody
3: else is depending on yeah. you getting it right because it's words it. follow yours, don't they? Yeah. yeah, that's the thing.
0: Yeah. So it mm. it, it does, it develops, it all helps to develop develop your skills, your performance
3: skills. Yeah. Anyway, Linda, you've got. um. Yeah, this one's uh, by Frank Grant and it's in our our collection Life Begins. And it's called Enduring Image. And it's um, written about the lady police officer that got killed, Yvonne Fletcher. Mm. Mm. Enduring Image. Quivering lilies rock on waves of grieving shoulders, swelling in pride and dignified gravity. Condowned in thin blue tape rests her chequered uniformed hat. It blows about, wafting its rim, wishing for its head that no longer thinks. The enforced vagrancy pleads its retrieval. Paid
1: respects
3: last lilies quiver.
1: Yeah. Very oh, sad, wasn't it? Yeah, 26, wasn't she? Very young. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I remember the photograph. And she like stays a, in your mind,
3: yes. yeah. It was only like a, a um, small event she was sort of mm. called to. It wasn't expected mm. to be anything major. Mm. Yeah. She was only a young woman on her rail.
1: Yeah, the footage was on the TV. Yeah, I remember as a kid, you know, it was sad. awful. Yeah.
0: Yes, that's one of the things that you don't... Uh, You can never tell when you knock on somebody's door what's behind it, and that's what we expect Mm -hmm. policemen and police officers generally to do. Anyway, here is, from when he was our guest in April 2015, here's
7: Anthony Power. It's called On a Western Strand. They sat in her favourite place, and she felt God's glory beam down as it warmed them both and sparkled the gently lapping sea. They saw life young and free, never more acute, never more real, children running, splashing in the foam. Two boats rounded the point and with virgin sails unfurled, set out as if across a burnished sky. But in the stirring wind, one boat bore on and the other slowly turned. Then, so soon the sun was failing, and he felt her hand turn chill, and with a reluctant will, let go. The sounds of happy play faded as he watched one boat return with rigging torn and limp as the other moved out of sight. He'd never loved so much, but his love was lost that night.
0: Anthony Power. Yes.
2: He also sang for us, didn't he? He did. He's, uh, he sang uh, some Irish uh, songs and yes. some sea shanties. And he also is in a choir, a bit like Penny. Uh, and he um, loves his, his songs. Yeah, he sings on Merseyside and yeah. he has been in some church choirs.
0: Well, We'll have to see what else we can do mm. with him.
1: Uh, su- yeah. He sounded quite rhythmical. It was um, like as if he was a poet laureate, like, <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. Betjeman-esque or larkin. It sounded like that.
0: Really. It's, um and I think Good again as we were saying just before that because you sing, because he sings.
1: Yes, I see. He's
0: got that musical yes. uh, got intonation,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. Anyway, yes. Penny, you've got another poem for us.
1: Yeah, I think number two is the soul forming years. Um so I'll start now. Georgian suburbia stares down at my angst ridden bus stop wait. I shuffle my feet as I contemplate. Buddhist concepts chip into the, this bleakness, time ticking away in incompleteness. I'm stood still as time stood still, still in the thoughts that process this verse. Short and sweet.
0: Right. He's Paul Williams. Yeah. Yeah. That was um, Vaughan Williams, of course, and Greensleeves. Wonderful piece of music. Yes. And uh, mm-hmm. showing off your eclectic tastes again,
1: Penny. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> lovely. You, know, Hoford, yes. you can hear the whole thing, do you? No. Because, no. yeah. yeah. I, I, I mean, I like the theme on Thomas Tallis, the fantasia on Thomas Tallis, perhaps even more than that lovely piece. But that's, you know, uh, because these fantasies are brilliant. I'm a great fan. Yeah. Mm.
0: Penny, I know you're a Chester poet because we see you there quite often. Yes. Um, Despite the fact that. Despite having
1: to go early, yes, to get back to Tarpley, yeah.
0: Do you manage to get to any other poetry groups?
1: I go to um, an informal poetry group as well, Mm -hmm. uh, run by Jane Malone. So that's. Ah, I uh, I find that's a more discussion group about different poets. So it's it's based on um, sort of academic research of our own, really. A bit more right. rather than our own poems but I find it very useful obviously being uh, a poet yes. yeah
0: obviously I mean it goes without saying that because you've got to get the bus to Tarpaulay and the last bus to in Chester's yeah. what nine o'clock
1: yeah it, it's eleven o'clock on Saturdays and Sundays which which right. makes it a lot better but it's it, it's um
0: it must like get notes. It's a
1: nuisance in the week, mm. for want of a better word, yes. yes. <laughs> you're giving, you're
0: giving this word on mm. her, yes. Yes.
1: <laughs> yeah. if
0: we could say something else. But, uh, mm. So it does make life a little bit difficult. Yeah.
1: Mm.
0: You are able to write at least. So, yes,
1: um, um, that, yes. Well, that, it doesn't matter if I'm able to write to, yeah. to that extent. It's just that it, it limits the social yes. aspect of it, unfortunately. Yeah.
0: So, what have you got next
1: for us? My next poem is Early Voyages. I think that's right on the list, isn't it? Yeah. Right. When Michael rode that boat ashore in that old assembly hall from days of yore, squeaky sandals and three-quarter-length socks sat cross-legged underneath, smiling pretty smocks, Slippery surface of age-worn tiles, the headmaster sees attentive faces and smiles. But when it's break time, they escape his gazes and run around amid cuts and grazes and squabbles galore. But life overflowed like milk and honey then, blessed with moments untroubled and funny then in that old assembly hall where whilst michael kept rowing his boat ashore when a knight won his spurs in the days of yore
0: Yes, so that's another one of your choices. Penny and uh, Steve Span.
1: Yeah, I I did a bit of a comedy sketch in performance locally in Tarpley. I mean, we very rarely get open mics in Tarpley, but we started the idea of putting them on for charity, and we did one for Cheshire Fire and Rescue, and I sang all around my hat briefly, but there were lots of other jokes and bits of comedy, so it wasn't really musical, but I was pleased with that, pleased how it went.
0: Good, good. Yes, I like Steve Ice, man. Yeah. Yes.
1: Yeah, this, they, they're best known for All Around My Hat, but they've done a lot of Oh, they did lots, good lots of good things. Yeah. yeah
0: um, they're mm-hmm. a bit, I mean, All Around My Hat was a bit of a pop record. But, yeah. Uh, because they did lots of much more serious...
1: Um, yeah, it, it doesn't show off the the real talent. It's no. a good tune, but there's better ones out there, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, good stuff. Linda, you have... Uh,
3: yeah, poem. Uh, this this poem's by Dave Subaki and it's in our collection called Spaces. First Cut. The first cut is brutal, always deep with cold blade tearing into timber opening the way for more subtle strokes that will follow caressing with sharpness carving designs creating intricate lettering on blocks held tightly in steel vices the last cut is gentler a loving afterthought adding a signature to shaped and shaped fibers decorating with care completed artistry the chisel held lightly Plays like a violin in the closing movement of a great concerto. Mm-hmm. Oh.
1: Mm. I think that's one of my favourite poems by Dave Sbucki because Next it's one, um, the, the poignancy of the the cuts, the yeah. the metaphor. Yeah. Yeah. It's never always doing. Mm. Yeah. Yes. I, I like the sonnets, but that is uh, I like that poem. Yeah. Yes. good
0: stuff. Next we have. Um, Jill McAvoy, Jill McAvoy, for the festival of first, she ran one of the poetry picnics, and she will be at the poetry day with s- some feedback from her picnic, as I will be with a group of us who went to Hillbury. She was also the adjudicator. For she the poetry adjud- competition of course, she was. was she? Yes, mm. so she um, she knows all about the prizes and who won she what. She did, yes, and we do as well. We've seen
4: them
2: winning the We programs,
0: have. Haven't we? Yes. Our lips are sealed. Yes. And <laughs> I've been out on Facebook by now, so uh, oh, the, winner,
2: right, so the winners
0: know, the winners know, Jill. yes. Here's Jill.
6: <laughs> so, from a car window. Once, racing through flat Midlands fields, elbow to elbow, in a crowded train, a woman reached across, touched my knee and gestured to the window. Dark geese forged through sky. They arched between us like a small connecting bridge. Their silent moving wings cancelled out the ching and burr of iPods, laptops, mobile phones. Now, against the blower fanning heat, the engines purr, the air brakes of a lorry slowing down, no one hears my cry of, look, in a glittering frosted field, a flock of lapwing wheel and swoop their wide wings black against the February blue that was, good. <laughs> that was
0: Jill McEvoy yes thank Paul you've been doing it I've been doing
2: it um, after Gladys Mary told me how to do it a number of months ago uh, and I did some on photography my favorite hobby uh, but also um, as a result of uh, our uh, walk as part of the Festival of First out to Hilbert Island with the Chester poets and other poets from around Merseyside uh, We were challenged on that day to write some poetry about the islets, the three islets out there And so I thought I'd do them in the form of Sinkwains yes. And just as a refresher, a um uh, its uh, history goes back to uh, the early 1920s with uh, an American poet who liked Japanese forms of poetry like haikus and tankers and she came up with this format, which is 22 syllables over five lines and you have two syllables in the first line, four in the second, six in the third, eight in the fourth and two to finish off.
0: What do they sound like when you've written one?
2: Yeah, I I wrote, as I said earlier, uh, about my experience of walking out to Hilber Island with Camel and lots of other poets, uh, and so i call this collection of five cinquains uh, estuary portraits. The first one, title. Sea rush, encroaching waves ripple up the shoreline. Neptune's vanguard, canute's lament, moon's drag. Second one, little eye. Barren, weathered islet, receives eager walkers, the rut of a trio, rewards brief stop. Third one, Middle Hilbra. Grass topped, bluebells midst ferns, shingle path leads nimble feet over toffee slab stratum, rock pools. Fourth one, Hilbra. Rare species, flora, birds, butterflies, protected from man's tread, nature's delight, treasured island, cut off. And my final one, I'll just explain the final line in this, refers to the Greek god of Keeper of Winds, which is Aelius. And here we go, turbines. Blades whoosh, offshore wind farm, kinetic energy, renewable power currents, Aeolus's gift. So that's five cinquains. Well, I hope you're all sitting comfortably
0: because... To round off today's show, I've been digging in the archive to November 2016. Here's Ali Harwood with the story of Peter the Stonecutter.
8: This is either a, a Japanese or a, based on a Japanese or a Chinese story, which then the Brothers Grimm kind of transposed into the fisherman and his wife. My friend uh, Bishaka uh, told me this story and then I kind of reinterpreted it. So, Peter the Stonecutter. Now, Peter was a stonecutter and lived a life alone, and awesome objects every day were what he made from stone. With his chisel on his rock, he searched for truths within, and inside every block of rock a sculptures outside skin. One morning, Peter's world was rocked. He heard a fresh new sound. Some loud and cheerful music shook the chippings on the ground. As dancers danced and drummers drummed and singers sang their songs, the local king's procession passed, but Peter felt all wrong. The stonecutter said to himself, I wish I held such sway. He downed his tools and frowned his face. His life, it felt so grey. He wished he was that lucky king in charge of his own team. He shed a tear, unhappy that this thought was just a dream. But strangely, spirits overheard, were listening in nearby, and Peter's wish would soon come true, would soon solidify. So be it, boomed a voice on high, his wish had taken wing. The stonecutter assumed the form of Peter, the new king. King Peter tasted power that he'd never touched before, as when he hummed along with songs the singer's voices soared, and if he tapped his regal toes the acrobat sprang higher, and as he smiled the whole crowd cheered. This party was on fire. But shadows shrank with noon's approach, the sun glared overhead. The tigers' roars were tired roars, the elephants longed for bed. To the new king's rage they all sought shade, despite repeated requests. With orchestra exhausted now, the pageant sank to rest. Beneath King Peter's golden crown, he felt the sweat beads form. His furrowed brow topped squinting eyes, his body overwarm. A furious ball of endless fire, I wish I was the sun. More power than ten thousand kings, now that would be such fun. So cutting stones was Peter's life before his first wish came and now king peter's second want will come true just the same so be it blared a voice on high and there the deed was done king peter blinked then opened eyes as peter the hot hot sun now gleaming beaming hot hot sun this peter dazzled down the phototropic flowers hurt in peter's light they drowned he dried up ponds took homes from fish made crops wither and die sparked furious forest fires for fun that tyrant in the sky But as the afternoon wore on, sun's glare became a glance. The flames burnt out while ash was left and shadows stretched, advanced. Survivors rose and exhaled sighs. Hot Peter's heat was spent. And overhead, a white wisp grew. A fine rain now was sent. This drizzle turned to downpour and caused uproar. Folks were drenched. And open-mouthed, these dancing souls at last had their thirsts quenched. But meanwhile, Peter, less hot sun, he sulked behind the cloud. I wish I could be raining. Could that ever be allowed? As Peter's dream began to fade, as sun began to set, capricious Peter's third wish was both listened to and met. So be it, some voice thundered out, so forceful and so loud. And Peter's son he changed at once to Peter, the rain cloud. The rain cloud Peter pitted farmers, so lent them a hand. He pitter-pattered watered down, breathed life into their lands. And meanwhile children dashed to puddles, splashed because they could. They tumbled in the mud and chucked it. Life was fun and good. But mums and dads began to grumble. Rain did not relent. The ponds and lakes expanded, grew, with Peter not yet spent and peter cloud persisted still he knew not when to stop persisted down with water made a torrent from his drops eventually his deluge dwindled peter petered out he peered down at a river full to bursting just about i wish i were that torrent now i have this wretched urge i gave it life with water drops now let me feel its surge despite the troubles peter caused left trembling in his wake a listening ear discerned his whim a voice caused all to quake so be it, came a rumbling sound vibrating through the ether. The rain cloud Peter switched, passed into the Peter the Great River. Then Peter the Great River pounced on all things in his wake. He grabbed out with his hydrous hands and took what he could take. He ripped his way through gardens, houses, villages and towns, uprooting countless histories whilst flushing his way down. With nothing left to vandalise, Peter was annoyed. He looked inside at all imbibed, behind at all destroyed. But on a hill, a massive rock, still rooted to the floor. Despite all Peter's efforts, it stayed as it was before. Then Peter the Great River felt much less than great and small, and tired of his changing, which had caused this land to fall. He wished he was that rock up there, or high up on that hill. Despite the horror all around, that rock was calm and still that voice that boomed and thundered once, that voice that used to blare. This time it said its words once more, but gently on the air. It whispered softly, so be it, and Peter at last took stock. Then Peter the great river turned to Peter the still rock. For days and weeks and months and years still Peter stayed unseen. He waited for the earth to turn from muddy brown to green. The flood had washed away all trace of life for miles around. The sound of silence deafened Peter, still and run aground. The seasons came and went until the first new settlers came. They settled in the valley. Still Peter stayed the same. Until one day a fellow with a chisel wandered by. He drifted up to Peter and he leaned on him and cried. Still Peter's stony heart was moved. This man is just a shell. He seems in pain and empty, yet familiar as well. And Peter wished so hard that he could cradle this poor soul. This poor soul's life was empty and his heart was just a hole. Then something unknown mouthed, so be it, that voice had returned. Heard Peter's choice of empathy, eventually he'd learned. The man now full of life and wonder smiled as he sighed. The rock became the stonecutter with Peter at peace inside.
0: Well, that was Ali Harwood with the story of Peter the Stonecutter.
8: Well... It's time for us
0: to uh, wind our way and leave you with Richard. So it's goodbye from me, Camel Horton. Yeah, nice have you aboard. And um, goodbye from me, Paul nice. Hayes.
1: Goodbye from me, Linda Bradley. And goodbye from me, Penny Davis.
0: Thank you for being our guest poet today, Penny.
1: Thank you very much. <laughs>
0: You've been listening to Poetry Roundup brought to you by Vintage Radio. This has been the first part of the show that was originally broadcast on the 5th of July 2017. For more information about the show you can always email me here at Vintage Radio. That's h at vintageradio.org.uk and I'll be happy to hear from you. K E M A L H at VintageRadio.org.uk Vintage Radio. radio now present Poetry Roundup. This is the second part of the programme that was originally recorded on the 5th of July 2017 with guest poet Penny Davis. Further information about Poetry Roundup schedule, the poetry, the music can always be had from me here at Vintage Radio just email me Kemel8, at radio.org.uk. kemal8 at vintageradio.org.uk that's K-E-M-A-L 8
1: Linda Bradley.
0: And our guest poet today is Penny Davis. Hello, Penny.
1: Hi, thank you very much.
0: Right, we look forward to hearing some of your poems. We've got a really full show today with all manner of things going on. We might have, um... um we might even have a visitation
2: from your granddaughter. Yes, yeah, I've got my granddaughter in the studio today. She's just finished school at lunchtime. Son a break, lucky like girl, for eight weeks. Good stuff, good stuff. Now,
0: let's turn the clock back To start today's show, in the 1970s, here is The Who with Squeezebox.
9: from the music you know
0: from 1975 with Squeezebox. We have um, our guest poet today, who is Penny Davis.
1: I think that the next one is animals, is it not? It is indeed. Animals, animals not born for us to pursue, nor were they born for us to subdue. We need donkeys to pet, ponies to stroke, birds to sing to, dogs to talk to. Kittens to cuddle, bunnies to tickle, and little fish, watch that magic ripple. And most of all, we need them all. Animals for us enjoyment. Animals, God given for our amazement.
0: talking heads she was
1: made Uh, everyone want to jive there didn't (laughs) they
0: any (laughs) any particular reason for picking talking heads Penny
1: Um, well some of the um, inspiration for my poems based on music uh, from the 80s Ah. and um, later on from the 90s I got the rhythm the the idea of the rhythm for my poetry and and some of the idea for my, my lyrics from, from actually listening to the song lyrics of Talking Heads. And the rhythm is very staccato and very unique.
0: Yes. Yes, it's, uh, it's a long time since I've actually heard Talking Heads, so I quite enjoyed having a chance mm-hmm. to listen to them again. And Linda, you've got another poem. You've got one of your own, in fact.
3: Yes, this is an old one. It's just written to make you think, really. It's called Our Planet Earth. Stars in our cosmos move across the sky. Planets orbit. Water's eddy. Oceans ebb and flow. Movement is natural. Static is false. Seasons change slowly. Winters longer. Stormier summers. Heat waves in spring. This is all movement. But the solstice falls every year in June. When summer feels almost over, we celebrate midsummer. Are we misreading the skies, not seeing omens of a coming drought or flood? Maybe a second ice age can be foreseen. Our flora and fauna are confused, are we? <laughs>
1: mm. Yeah, I love that poem, the the cosmos and, and the sea. It, yeah. it's so, well, you got to think about this. Yeah. Everything else moves. We have, yes, movement. Yeah, everything moves. Everything's got a rhythm. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Penny, you've got another poem. Yeah, is that that Psyche Embedded in a Northern Town or New Technology?
0: It's Psyche Embedded in a Northern Town on my list.
1: Right. Psyche Embedded in a Northern Town. Old men with visors frown. They place canvas ruggedly across natural produce, green on green. Souls returning across eons. My child's face stares up at streetlights neon. A child ponders at them, disconsolate, their thoughts unseen. Psyche embodied in forests, dark hallows, distant, enclosed ancestry amidst bis- buzzing of drones. Young ideas emerge amidst rattling old phones. Fresh knowledge fighting with ego's demands, escapes. Then superego chastens pleasant voices unheard. It's never too late, it's never too late. Till in heart of the country, his impish ways are curbed. In the garden of creation, heart's desires are converged. I walk like Sisyphus, life's a struggle uphill. With unending spirit, I embrace country walks, walks animated by verdant life for hunger to fill, whilst we stop on our breaks to give creatures a talk. Ooh, yes. Yeah, there, there was a bit of an emphasis on creatures, <laughs> um, with little creatures playing before.
0: Yeah, and mm. it's... Uh I I like wandering about and you come across all these little creatures, don't you?
1: Yes.
0: They look Mm. at you and you look at them.
1: Yeah. They must be thinking, big creatures. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) It takes you out of your everyday worries and concerns looking at their...
0: Well, I think one of the things... Life. ...that I found going on the Hillbury trip was being surrounded by all the other creatures. Mm -hmm. I didn't miss being separated from of people that live on the mainland because mm. I was too busy looking at the birds and the seals and so actually I felt more connected to escape. Mm. That's, that's, um, no, it wasn't an escape at all. No. It was quite the opposite. I expected it to be I expected to be isolated oh. and to be away from everything yeah. but I wasn't I was, was
1: living con- in the moment.
0: I was more connected because I was surrounded by all these other creatures oh. mm. Yep. So
1: thinking on your feet, really, isn't it? Observing yes. nature,
0: and it's it, it, yes. And you're right; it is about being in the moment.
2: And I think also uh, for me on on that particular trip was the fact of how the uh, landscape changed when the, the the tide came in. Not just in terms of physical change, because you know uh, covered rocks and uh, you know walkways and things, mm. but also watching what the wildlife was doing. So suddenly mm. you see a a lot of. Of birds appear in a particular place and you wonder what they're doing there, and they're waiting for the tide to recede. So they, well, they know the shat-
3: what's going to happen, shatfish. they're waiting for it, yeah. yeah.
2: Uh, and the seals as well, just bobbing around, mm-hmm. thinking, Should we come ashore or should we stay out here? Who are those people standing on the shoreline watching us? <laughs> you know, uh,
3: what are those creatures?
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a, a poem which is what some seven years old now. I didn't realize it was that old. And you know, you write a poem and it gets stuck down an end of your folder and you never really (laughs) revisit it. Well, this has been a bit like that and um, I've took it out a few times recently and people have said that they like it I don't quite know why it's been hid away. I think it was just that it didn't get the airing it should have got well, probably six or seven years ago and it's a villanelle called Betrayed. Betrayed. Wherever faith and trust build up their bricks, and hope has soared beyond the atmosphere, I've watched betrayal pull ten thousand tricks to snuff the flames that burned all forthright wicks. I've gasped as darkness spreads its spell of fear. Wherever faith and trust build up their bricks, induces those who get their paltry kicks through power games to make truth disappear. I've watched betrayal pull 10,000 tricks. There's no desire to work out such conflicts. Unions and bosses all agree it's clear wherever faith and trust build up their bricks. They pave their rutted way amongst edicts to proclaim their strength and polish their veneer. I've watched betrayal pull 10,000 tricks. The church, the state, and all are gathered here with lovers, those who've never shed a tear. Wherever faith and trust build up their bricks, they watch betrayal pull 10,000 tricks.
2: Mm.
0: Mm. I'm going to have to yeah. practice reading this. You will, <laughs> yes,
2: and a slightly
0: bigger print. For <laughs> me, <laughs> <That'll be it. laughs>
3: You wrote it seven years ago, you
0: did. Know. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. Last programme, I played a new track from Chuck Berry. You did, I did, mm-hmm. and I promised to play some more. One of the things Chuck Berry was really good at was writing stories. So many of his songs, at a time when most pop songs were meaningless pop songs, Chuck Berry wrote stories mm-hmm. in Up verse music. and sang them. Johnny B. Good, Memphis, Tennessee, all great stories. And I'm delighted that here he's, it's Mm. a talking blues, basically, that he Mm. plays and he tells us the story of The Dutchman.
10: Mm. A bunch of guys was in this bar room. Most of them had been there half the day. been telling jokes and fairy tales, lying, just to pass the time away. And suddenly, someone cracked the barroom door and then pushed it open wide. And this huge, tall dog dude bowed his head and stepped inside. I wonder where he's from, some blind ass. The wind must have blown him in. But an old Dutchman offered him a drink. What will it be, whiskey, rum, or gin? Sick and vital, a redhead shouted. Show him his way back to the street. But the Great Dane just walked over and licked his hand and laid down at his feet. He said, if you spare me that drink, Dutchman, I promise I'll tell you how. That I came to be the helpless sight that stands before you now. I used to be an artist, not one who sits and fiddle out on the curb. But in my day and time, my music was considered superb. I wrote a song about a poor kid Raised down in New Orleans He didn't make the Hall of Fame But he bought his shrimp, rice and beans He kept at it until he made the big time Playing town after town Until he met a woman he fell in love with And it really turned his life around She had eyes like Cleopatra, and a head of luxurious hair. With the brilliance of her beauty, none other could compare. When she lifted her eyes to his, her lips would fall apart. Each time she allowed him kiss her, it near petrified his heart. But when he asked her, would she marry him, he'd give her everything he had. She turned and walked away, and it nearly drove him mad. He promised her a half a million, and would even pay in advance. If she would let him prove himself, or at least give him a chance. And if he should go blind and had to use his hands to feel, he would hire someone to do her work and prepare her every meal. How could a man love a woman so much? Not one of you would think. Well, I did, and I still do. Hey, Deutschman, you promised me a drink. Chuck Berry. Wow,
0: that's a difference. Different, sound.
1: different yeah. isn't it? Yeah. So the last album is a bit of a tribute, isn't it? as he well, it died. It's not quite real because it was. It was
0: I mean, it yeah,
1: was, it, it, a it was done before. Yeah, he didn't know. Yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah. it's just worked out that way, hasn't yeah. it? I'm just
2: saying how similar a sound that was, you know, to Lou Reed and Tom <laughs> Waits. <White. laughs> mm. It certainly it sounds. Cool. Bang up to mm. date,
1: yeah.
0: yeah. But at the same time, the guitar sounds and all of that—it's got a very 1950s feel to it, and it, it sounds like it's valve amps and all the rest it of it. Does, mm. It's um, very modern, isn't it? Yeah,
3: 89-year-old. Yeah. Yes. Yes.
1: yeah, very good for an 89-year-old. Yeah. Yes.
0: Yes. Um, excellent stuff. Thank you for that.
1: Thanks. Thank Mm.
0: One of the people who got a, a commended in the Festival yes. of the First Poetry competition was Julia McGuinness. Well done, um, Julia. So
2: well <laughs> done to,
0: yes. And here she is from when she was our guest, oh, a good while back, uh, Julia McGuinness.
6: We're now up to Elizabethan times, and uh, one of the gates, which was Wolfgate, it's now Newgate, that area around uh, the walls, uh, it was nicknamed Peppergate because of the, the spice trade in the street behind, um, and it was the scene, the place of an elopement in 1573, when the mayor's daughter escaped, and uh, I've written a sonnet about that, and the last line is Chester's equivalent of when the horses bolted lock the stable door, because the, the mayor was so furious that his daughter had had run away that he ordered the pepper gate to be locked at night, um, much the chagrin of all the traders, um, and too late for yes. his daughter to come back. So this is elopement to Wales, 1573. The night is breezed with cinnamon and clove grains that slipped their traders' hands to drift beyond the walls a shadow sighs, her love awaits, his thick-maned horses flick their heads, and reins bunch knuckles hard as a mayor's grip constrained his precious girl, set in stone, her whitened finger ringed for a grey-lipped worthy's marriage stall. But this night, the archway scrapes her breast. She edges through to open sky Her lover's breath, an urgent ride To lie on sedge, be drenched in spice And mist that dews them as they rest The father crushes nutmeg with his boot The daughter is stolen, lock the pepper gate
0: Uh, Julia McGuinness from her... Sequence of poems about the Chester City walls. Yeah, we
2: were just saying uh, what an original topic to pick. Yes. Mm. I enjoyed those. I remember those poems being read when she came on our show. Yeah, yeah.
0: And, and mm. the research you obviously
2: put into it
0: to yep. yeah. find all the stories around the walls. So.
1: Yeah, I like the horse's mane. Because I, I, I'm thinking of, actually, I've got a favourite pony that we see called Trico and doing a bit of a Rudyard Kipling if ah. reciting it and putting it on YouTube and getting the footage of the pony, yeah. but nice. mm. Interesting. Yeah.
0: And, and you have another poem for us now.
1: Yeah, New Technology. I pity the traditionalists, says newfangled machine, checking out their library books. Receptionists have turned into cash points, checking in by countless teams to doctors who upon their laptops look. Yeah, everything's gone Apple Mac. We zap on our iPhones as we download tunes. Life's so crap, you can't afford an iPad, so in the end you end up doing it with an ordinary phone saying wearily, Bloody Nora, never mind, I'll get one soon. Godspeed the plough. It's time for the traditionalists to moan. Godspeed the rubbish collector. Like the ears on a sow to the past, we're all debtors. Sod scary Twitter, out there's a nitpicker Hell, I'm such a fickle cow Some of the things that get me on the hook Drooling at the mouth, I gaze down pathologically at my Facebook <laughs> yes. Mm.
0: yes, one of the greatest things that wind you up nowadays is Facebook, isn't
1: it? And, and yeah, and people get wound up by Twitter I'm, I'm quite lucky in that respect But, you know, they, people do get wound up by social media As well as being hyped by it, mm, in a way true. And I loved it when Julia was talking about the Elizabethan age in Chester because people don't realize that it. it was a golden age. Mm. It was really one of the most classless of ages because every class was appreciated there there wasn't it, it seems snobby with all the frills when we look at pictures, mm. but I've read that uh people were appreciated that there wasn't a case of it wasn't a case of looking down it was a case of every class having its use, yeah. so I admire Julia for. Actually, yeah. um, being inspired by that golden age, uh, wars were really seafaring wars. They weren't, didn't really affect the country. I, I, I do like my Elizabethan history.
2: Yeah, I just finished reading. And, yeah. a bit, funny enough, uh, called a guide to uh, yeah. Elizabethan time traveller uh, by Dave. I think it's Dave Morley, and uh, it's really good. He puts you right into that time. You know, yeah, thinking about what it'd be like to live like uh, Elizabethan.
6: Yeah. a couple for
2: different ages. Yeah, Uh, I I recommend it to you if you you like that period of history. Yeah,
1: Yeah, because the countryside it was unenclosed, but people weren't bothered by Mm. that back then. You know, there's been poverty in every age, really. But yeah, Mm, yeah. Mm. it was the first age
2: where they passed an act of parliament, yeah, uh, to look after poor people.
1: Yeah, that there was one and then it got neglected, didn't it? Yes, it it did, yeah. Mm. And that's what i like yeah
2: yes because
0: uh, that's it before enclosure and once enclosure comes along then the land starts belonging oh, yes, to people because yes. mm. before enclosure the land mm-hmm. didn't belong to anybody
2: it was you're paying your tithes to the church yeah. or to the lord and the manor but normally to the church in goods not money mm-hmm. uh, but yes you're right enclosure mm. didn't change the whole mm. uh, rural situation didn't it
3: yeah
2: yes well cheery note Linda what
3: a, <laughs> <laughs> um, a poem by Maureen Kopack from Spaces and this one's called For a Short Time in my garden there is a standing stone that tells, the, tells some time with its shadow a shell that catches moonlight in the curve of its base and a feather that floats here and there with every twist of the breeze I sit among them Find that I too can cast a shadow, catch moonlight, feel the breeze on my face. For a short time, I can be as they are, and I thank them for showing me their wisdom, for sharing their stillness. Mm.
0: Yes. Penny, we've been talking about the relationship between music and poetry, and your next poem is about a musician.
1: Yeah, a David Bowie song is my next poem. So, uh, I'll just find that now. Amongst <laughs> those um, bits of paper somewhere. Yeah.
0: I've only
1: yeah, yeah I've table. got it, I've got it, yeah. <laughs> Pre-puberty, where is me for adulthood I cannot wait? Metamorphosising from gawkiness, I'll become a present butterfly. Attractively fresh like the apples God makes. Like a pear drop, greasy skin. Awaiting a soul to consume Outcast by my precocious brain On bare stone Alone bitterly I cry Pre-menopause woe is me For motherhood I cannot wait Metamorphosizing from vibrant butterfly To translucent moth Appropriately mature like wine So speak of the tough Bah humbug Spotty skin of maximum ripeness Till visible signs accelerate So made up with my spotty skin, I anxiously seize the moment for time can wait.
0: David Bowie. Wonderful stuff. Yes. And I remember when that sound was so new and like something you would never heard before.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. It's <laughs> still uh, well, so tend, fresh
1: yeah. to me. Mm. Yes. Yeah, new technology moves on, doesn't it? it?
0: does. It soon becomes old. Yeah. As we find out with mobile phones in particular.
1: Mm. Uh,
0: after about two years, it's the old phone, isn't
4: it? <laughs> it yeah.
1: Is. Yeah. yeah, I don't use my mobile for internet very much mm. at the moment. It, it becomes old, like you say, stuff becomes old.
0: Yep. Ah, right. Linda, have you got a poem there?
1: Yes, um, this one's by
3: Helen Hill and it's In Life Begins. Butterfly wings. A pair of pleated wings, one breath blows them away. They flutter on the page, their deep brown edging merging into cream, soft camouflage of nature. I miss their blue eyes, the eyes of my Siamese. Mm, I love Siamese cat's
1: eyes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Mm. Our Henry's got blue eyes. Really? Yes. When he turns up, he visited us today. Is
1: is that a cat? Yes. Yeah, just just an ordinary moggy or...?
0: He's um, Bengal. Right.
1: Bengal, yes. Mm. He, he's not a tiger, though.
3: No, he, no lived
0: yeah. with a, uh, he lived in a few roads and he turned up
3: right. with
0: us. And now he's moved further up the road, really. But he comes You're back one
3: of his many um, yes. stop-offs. Yes. Uh. He,
0: he comes back mm. to visit most days, probably. Sometimes he'll go away for a week and you won't see him. <laughs> and then he'll come round every morning for breakfast. Probably because one of his breakfast stops has gone away on holiday or something. Yeah,
3: that's that's cats. That's why I like them. Yes. Oh, yeah, crazy, <laughs>
1: aren't they? Yeah, very independent. Yeah, mm-hmm. you don't
3: have to worry about a cat. They will always find a home. Yes. Oh. Yeah. The um last yeah
0: last week we had to give him his flea treatment. So he oh, oh. he sucks for a oh, week. Roll, he didn't yeah. visit us for about
2: five days. <laughs> mm-hmm. Green bird again. his
4: style out there
2: yeah. in the neighbourhood. You see. <laughs> Paul, have you got one ready? Yeah, just your talk about finding old poems. I've reorganised all my poems this morning into chronological order, so I, I come across this one, which was a love poem that I wrote back in June 2015, called Celestial. I'm the candle, I've lit the fire in your eyes, and in your memory I burn, I melt. You're the one from which love flows, drop by drop you fuel my desire. We are the bright stars celestial bodies glowing for each other visible in love's firmament yes
0: penny you've got another poem sorted out and that's um lemon soul
1: yes lemon soul here it is overwhelmed by the citrus aroma the perfume of a healthy fruit this uplifts my soul almost sending it over A gift of nature we don't need to loot. Too strong to taste, yet inviting my palate. A rich yellow colour that runs the artist's gamut. A nature uncaptured and likewise inhaled. A smell that reminds us of cycles on earth. The welcome greeting of eternity removes the gloom of too much modernity. And so now you see this aroma has impact. It brightens the soul, with the spark it could lack
9: let me bring you songs from the wood to make you feel much better than you could know better than you could know. dust you down from tip to toe dust you down from to toe show you how the garden grows show you how the garden grows hold you steady as you go hold steady as you join the chorus if you can It'll make of you an honest man Let me bring you love from the fields Poppies, red and roses filled with
5: summer rain To heal the
9: wound and still the pain The threatens again and again As we drag down every lover's lane lifelong celebrations here I'll host you all in any Let me bring you all things to fight Galley heights nice. served in chilling ale Greetings, well met fellow, hail A singer of these ageless times, with pitch and and gutter rhymes.
0: Jethro Tull with Songs from the Wood, which was a rather excellent track. I enjoyed Jethro Tull and thank you for picking that penny.
1: Thank
3: you.
0: Yes. And Linda, you have another poem for us.
3: Yeah, this one's by Pam Moyle and it's called it was called Betrayed, this is called Betrayal. A bit more a traditional ah. betrayal. This is the garden, olive trees climb at the slopes branches of offerings the faded light is letting in night heavy-hearted he waits loyal friends tired from last night's supper wait with him try to stay awake he knows they will fail soon they sleep now he waits alone and though he knows he'll be betrayed he's not afraid this is his destiny the beloved approaches the promised kiss Already sealed, the embrace and then that kiss, the effects of which will write history, reverberate through time. Judas turns away.
0: Mm. Mm. It's a good poem, that uh, Mm. yeah.
3: yeah.
0: Whenever we do an Easter program, we must Mm. Mm. remember to to put that that one out. Penny, you've got another poem about frustration. Frustration,
1: yeah,
0: you get a lot of frustration.
1: Um, I do do sometimes I, I'm, I'm getting into the zen now The concept of zen So it helps right. Frustration Determination dogged Wretched with frustration No outlet for talent No sanctity of family life Life so much like a James song Just strife you know Oh humdrum is me Oh woe is my wretched frustration The one it was born of Frustration, frustration, your name we will pillage. That Manchester ode, you know which one it is. Yes, you're right, it's him from a village.
0: That was James with uh, Born of Frustration. Now you were (laughs) saying before we came on Earth, they were a Manchester band.
1: Yeah, they were, yeah. And um, a big band from the early 90s when I went to Banga Uni, the uh, sit-down was the first hit. Yeah, yeah. Um, And actually, actually though, I went to an open mic and did this... um, uh, spoke this in a in a yorkshire accent rather than a manchester accent yeah. so
0: initially yeah. you, you were from manchester initially.
1: well th- i was from sale and my dad's yeah. family is from Nantwich, i lived in sale till i was eight and then i moved to tarple so i think of myself as a more of a tarpaulian really being lived right. there most of my <laughs> life <laughs> Ta- not tarpa- not a tarpaulin <laughs> it does sound posh we, we've got um we've got Shall a whole load of anyway. Yeah, a load of characters from Tarpley and some of them there's a few went to Tarpley High School or still live in Tarpley that are DJs that have got or got on to stardom. Yeah. and the ones that aren't are still stars, you know, one or two people in my opinion. Yeah.
0: <laughs> right.
1: Yeah, but the the um James was one of my favourite bands. I like Tim Boo. Um don't really hear of them much. They yeah. try to have a comeback recently but but this, I remember. For some reason, my my dad worked in Manchester, and he had quite a, a Manchester accent, not as bad as Liam Gallagher's. But for some <laughs> reason, I decided to think out the box and and say it in a Yorkshire accent, and try and sound like Ian McMillan, who I listened to on the verb. And it, it was really funny, actually. I did it at open mic. Frustration, sounding as much nice. like Ian Macmillan as I possibly could.
0: Right. So it got
1: a few laughs, laughs actually.
0: So what's your next poem, anyway? It's, um...
1: Um, I think it's autumn of my first GCSE year, isn't
0: it? Right, yes. Aye, yes.
1: Yeah. It's autumn of my first GCSE year. The first GCSE year. Why so many alterations? Everything's the same as it ever was to me. New English language and lit syllabus. Why have to wait so long just for this? All's the same as ever to me. Dark, dingy, dreary, delectable, deep at times. Look out, a twister comes through that bloody window. Same old weather. Same kind of books I've always read. Everything's the same as it ever was to me. Where's my muse, my guilt spurred knight in shining armour? All's the same as ever to me writing things down on my precious lined paper. Disruptive, destructive, damaging the keys on my piano. Who needs GCSE biology? I did that half a decade ago. Life on earth is more my idea, my idea of the biosphere. Languages take me to the next level in my secret teenage den. Dmitri Mendeleev's periodic table. Beckons my attention when. I look down curiously at myself, will life ever be the same again? So I, I got a, a slight bit of inspiration from Talking Heads for that. The same as it ever was. Mm-hmm. Same as yes. ever was.
0: Yes, of
1: course. Which was around about that time in yeah. the eighties, yeah.
0: Is that when you went off to university?
1: Um, well I went off to university in nineteen ninety. Nice, yeah.
0: So was that oh it was when you were at school then yeah
1: so it was when I I was the first year to sit the GCSE we were the guinea pig year because Ah. before that was O levels so um, we didn't do quite as well as the people afterwards even the brightest of us unless you uh, I mean people that went to private schools tended to do a bit better but I was uh, one of the brighter ones at the comprehensive but I got bored because Mm. I was bright I got bored so I didn't sort of strictly go by the GCSE syllabus, because I was a bit ahead of that, as I indicate in the poem, um, in Life on Earth, I was reading that, the theory, about nine or ten, so I I got bored, and you know, teachers like to keep it down at that particular level for the majority, yeah, yeah, that's right, so I did rebel a bit, but I, I did get well enough to Uh, I did do well enough in GCSEs to go on to A-levels, which I preferred a bit, Um, uh, especially the English literature.
0: Mm. Um, Another poem from Penny.
1: Yes, Yeah. Reunion with Grandmother after the armistice. I can rest my laurels upon Granny, a shell-fixer, an appeaser, a spirit-nurturer, a giver of hope. (laughs) t <laughs>
11: me, anyone else but me, anyone else but me, no, 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 don't sit under the apple tree with anyone else but me, till I come on. walking down lovers lane with anyone else but me anyone else but me anyone else but me no 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 don't go walking down lovers lane with anyone else but me till i come marching home I just got word from a guy who heard from the guy next door to me. The girl he met just loves to pet and it fits you to a tee. So don't sit under the apple tree with anyone else but me till I come marching on. give up with those lips of yours to anyone else but me anyone else but me anyone else but me no 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 watch the girls on the foreign shores you'll have to report to me when you better be true to me. Don't hold anyone on your knee. You're getting a third degree when you come marching home. You're on your own where there is no phone and I can't keep tabs on you. Be fair to me, I'll guarantee this is one thing that I'll do. I won't sit under the apple tree without
0: Don't sit under the apple tree with anyone else but me. We yeah, have sweet. time. We have time for one last poem. One last poem, Penny. <coughs>
1: yeah. Well, that was a positive um, one because it was about a reunion with grandmother after the armistice. I thought this up, and uh, he got shell shocked but he went back to his granny. He survived, and that's why I put the word a shell fixer. Right. It looks a bit strange, but a shell fixer and a pizza. um He he. She get, he gave her hope by returning, but she was his big hope because she kept his spirits high after the shock of the First World War. This other one is a bit more negative, I'm afraid, to end on. The Craters of Grief, but it's written in haiku form. The Craters of Grief, they drag you down until you bounce back, await moon exit. So it, I think it is a bit positive at the end though It's a bit new age It's good
0: mm. Well, it's time for us to uh, wind our way So it's goodbye from me, Carol Hawton yeah, Nice having you aboard And goodbye from me, Paul
1: nice. Goodbye from me, Linda Bradley And goodbye from me, Penny Davis
0: Thank you for being our guest poet today, Penny
1: Thank you very much
0: You have been listening to Poetry Roundup on Vintage Radio. This has been the second part of the programme that was originally broadcast on the 5th of July 2017. Today's presenters were Paul Harris, Linda Bradley, and myself, Kemal Horton, and the guest poet was Penny Davis.